Welcome to the Family Life Podcast. This is a podcast for all families, traditional and non-traditional, to grow in their mental, emotional, social, and spiritual health. Join us each week as we seek greater understanding of ourselves and our loved ones. We're glad you're with us. Hi, this is Jay, and welcome to the Family Life Podcast. This is a podcast where we're supporting families in growing deeper in their mental and uh, emotional health. So we're thankful that you're with. Uh, We're starting a a series of podcasts on the topic of trauma. And today I have my friend Nikki Fleming, who's going to be sharing a little bit about her story of trauma. And uh, first of all, Nikki, I just want to say thanks. I mean, it's really cool that you put your hand up when I said, hey, who has something to share about this and that you're willing to do this? Uh, can you just introduce yourself and say a little bit about who you are and, and what you do? Sure. Um, so I'm Nikki, and I, as a in work, I'm a genetic counselor, and so I counsel patients about their risk based on family medical history. Um, but in general, I, I just have been doing a lot of exploring of myself for the last, I don't know how many years. Tell yeah. me a little bit. So I know that you've uh, dealt with some trauma in your life, and so just tell mm-hmm. me a little bit about um, a little bit about how that got started, and then how you've been working with that. Uh, so <laughs> uh, my journey has been kind of a weird one for the last few years. Maybe not weird, actually. Maybe kind of universal for a lot of people with mm-hmm. trauma. Um, for, I didn't really understand that I had trauma until after I was out of a relationship that was really unhealthy in a number of different ways. Um, And I think that's actually kind of normal. A lot of people in unhealthy relationships don't really see it as unhealthy when they're in it. The dynamics of creating trauma are all there and you can't really um, see it until you're out of it. And so I um, had gotten out of that relationship and I actually ended up losing one of my jobs and part of it was because I was having a really hard time focusing Mm. um and that had never been an issue for me ever (laughs) I was extremely efficient uh so I ended up getting tested um and I thought maybe I had ADD I'd had a concussion a couple years before that and um what it came back was that I had PTSD and it was kind of a shock to me um I had only started to really put together some of the trauma and abuse and things that had happened in that relationship. Mm. Um, so it brought me kind of on this more direct journey of dealing with trauma. Um, I know that you talked about, um, burying trauma in your body a little bit, like, like, and, mm -hmm. and how that kind of comes out. I know that I've worked with, um, some kids who, you know, have been called, you know, they've been told that they have ADAD or ADHD or something like that, just to come to find Mm -hmm. out that they've had, um, undiagnosed trauma in their life, um, and th- and that came out in some physical ways. And so that you've you've talked a little bit about bearing that. So tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, um, physically for me, it came out a lot in anxiety, mm. um, and it was really only at that point that I started acknowledging what anxiety actually feels like in your body. I had always just said the words anxiety, and it had kind of been associated with this emotional feeling and then I started to really understand like oh it's this uh this tension in my body that makes me feel like I want to run away but Mm. it had kind of always been there under the surface and I started really understanding okay this this is coming from fear this is coming from you know feeling like I need to run away from everything or um one of the things that came up in the neuro test was 
looking at a, a picture of someone who was running and there were various small things that were missing in one picture compared to the other and I was supposed mm. to define what was different and I sat there for five minutes and I couldn't see any little detail that wasn't there that was missing and it was like okay a shoe was the shoelace was untied or something like that mm. and I didn't see it because my brain was reacting to what's in this picture that's um, a threat and that's how I was going through my entire life my entire life I was just constantly thinking or in, in my body in my brain in the subconscious part of it thinking okay what is the threat here um, and so my body was reacting like that like the fight-or-flight response all the time Wow. So what are some of the things that you did to help work through the process? I know that you've tried different things until you've, and you kind of grew into what works for you. Tell tell me a little bit about that journey. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the first thing I did was go into a therapist. Um, That's the first thing that everyone had always told me about therapy in general. So I went there and talked about things and I felt like it had almost gotten bigger, Mm -hmm. um, not smaller. So I would talk about things and it would, it would become this bigger and bigger story. And then I started questioning, you know, did I say that in the, the time I said this thing before? Like, have I recreated something else? Um, so I ended up doing EMDR with a therapist, uh, which is eye movement, desensitization, and reprocessing. And the whole idea of that is desensitizing your body to um, really traumatic events that happened. Mm. Um, now, with what I had, it was what they call complex trauma. So it wasn't just one single event. It was lots of different events. Mm. Um, And the therapist kind of guides you not only to think about that event, but also to kind of reframe it and change the story or not change it entirely, but make it more positive. So your body starts to make it less stressful. Mm. Um, uh, So I did that for a while, um, but it was very hard between sessions. Uh, It was really I don't know. My brain just was going haywire. Like it <laughs> didn't want to do that. <laughs> right, right. Um, and really it affected the relationship that I had at that point. Um, really negatively. It, I just, it just felt like chaos. And mm-hmm. so eventually I moved into doing art therapy, um, more yoga. I'd already been doing yoga, but more like mindfulness yoga. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, landed on meditation um, and went to a meditation retreat. And that's where everything really started changing for me in seeing how the stories in my head were, sorry, were affecting my body and were affecting everything that I was thinking and feeling about all of the events that had happened. So the meditation retreat, um, what, what do you think it unlocked for you? Is it a, a physical practice or a mental practice or both? Or like how, how is that particular been what, what's been very helpful to you? Mm-hmm. It's, it's more of a mental practice. It's not a physical practice except for just the sitting, but sitting is just sitting. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's more about what's going on in your mind. And it was being able to see that the past was still affecting me, but that I didn't have to let it affect me anymore. Hmm. Um, And how do I phrase it? I guess to see that whatever had happened, it had happened and I could accept that, but that it was still a story and it was something I survived and it was something that I was stronger for. So it was, I, I was able to reframe all of that into something that was uh, would help me 
thrive instead of keep dwelling in all of the stories that I had about what was happening, whether the stories are true or not, really, that isn't the point. Right, right. I know that you and I talked a little bit about that beforehand about, you know, you, you, you deal with how you perceived it, whether, you know, whether what really happened or not, how I reacted to this is what I'm dealing with. And, yes. and that's the real thing. I know that um, it wasn't always smooth sailing, but I know that some people were real helpful to you along the process of dealing. What were some things that people did that were real supportive and helpful for you while you were, while you were working through all this? Mostly it was just listening to me and, um, and not not questioning whether it was true or not, really, you know, just just listening and hearing what happened and validating my feelings, whether or not they agreed with what happened. Some some people had been in some of these situations with me and some hadn't. And really, it wasn't about verifying that things were correct. Um, and it wasn't about, you know, villainizing the other person in the situation. It was more about validating that that what I experienced is what I experienced. Um, and that it affected me in X, Y, and Z ways and just supporting me in whatever I needed at the time. And sometimes that was just to be heard and just to be held and let me cry. <laughs> that was it. Right. I love that, that idea of like not doing this to, to villainize. I really love how you said that. So it's not about just, you know, then become about making the other person the target for that anger and anxiety, but instead just mm-hmm. say, this is the story that I've lived through. I love that. And then, and then I also love that idea. It's not fair or fine, you know, that to name that out loud, to say that it mm-hmm. wasn't fair that it happened. It's not fine that it happened, but that it happened. And I can accept it. Doesn't Accept doesn't mean permission. <laughs> it doesn't mean it's a good thing, but to say it, right. it happened and it's not it fair, happened. It's not fine, but mm-hmm. it happened. And I can... Now I can deal with it. Yeah. I, what I hear, and, and please correct me if I, because I don't want to put words in your mouth. What I feel is like you gained a sense of agency over it a little bit too, that maybe it had some control over you, but it you felt like through this process, especially through the meditation of saying, I, I felt maybe powerless in the moment, but now I feel like I have power with what I can do with it. Is, is, is that fair? Is that? Yeah, it's accurate. And, and it's also accurate for an ongoing standpoint that I, see now that there are situations in my life that can happen that I can look at in a way that will re-traumatize me mm-hmm. in certain ways. And in that moment now I can say, okay, I'm going to look at this in a different way so that I don't create more trauma for myself. Like there's no reason to create more trauma. Like this is happening no matter what. And I'm not going to try to deny that it's not happening, but I can look at it in a way that would be helpful for me from here on out or I can look at this in a way that's going to be more upsetting to me and create a reaction that's going to be even worse for me in the future and whoever else I'm with. Right. It's, it reminds me of, of the idea that suffering can be a good teacher, you know, um, that there's a, 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 there is a gift to suffering, not that it's a, a gift as in you seek it out and you want it and you desire right. it, but there's something about entering into the suffering and saying, what are you teaching me? How are you guiding me? What, what am I going to come out of this on the other side and, and learn to grow through as opposed to just feeling victim all the time, but some way of saying, yeah. okay, you're going to, I'm recently, my spiritual director has been talking a lot about embracing the hard things and saying, mm-hmm. you're my teacher and my guide. And even in some ways, my friend. So what, what, yes. what do you want to teach me and lead me and guide me? And, yeah, I, I, I'm sorry that you'd gone through all this for sure. But what I see is I, on the other side is somebody who's 
uh, aware and self-aware and you've grown and um and I wouldn't wish this on anyone, but I'm I'm thankful that your story can help others. You know that there is something to that gift that that Definitely. others can feel validated and can feel heard um, because of what it's what um, Henri Nouwen talks about being a wounded healer, where the the wounds we've taken can become places that we heal others because we understand the wound. You know, we understand yes. the woundedness. Mm-hmm. So. Um, Nikki, thank you for your vulnerability. Thanks for uh, coming on. Thanks for talking a little bit about trauma and being personal with us. Um, uh, if um, is there uh, is there anything left that you would want to share with anyone out there who might be really resonating with what you're saying? I think just that uh, keep having hope that there are things out there for you to get through this and to get through it and be stronger in the end. I mean, I think what you're saying about Suffering has been my motto for a really long time, that suffering can be an amazing teacher. Um, We have to let it be. And I think, you know, in this current time right now with COVID-19, we all have this common ground of of suffering. We're all having a little bit of different suffering in different ways, but um, we're all suffering in some ways. And I think that the fact that there is common ground in that, that we can all become stronger from it and seeing what we can learn from this period of time and from every other suffering and trauma that we have. That's awesome. Hey, thank you so much, Nikki. I really appreciate you giving us some time and and, uh, I'm thankful for your witness of of a healthy process, it seems like. (laughs) So thank you for sharing that with us. Thank you. Thanks for inviting me on. Sure thing. 